1903, this is Airship 420. All carburetors are at maximum capacity. Let them eat cake, let them eat cake, let them eat cake. Hello, good morning. Hi, how's it going? You, 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 how's it going? How's it going? Wait, I'm not muted. And I'm not, I'm not buzzing. Everything's okay. Is this a, is this a repeat? Doesn't seem like a repeat. Let me know in chat. Is this a repeat? Have I said this before? Uh, adjacent, over, adjacent, over. <clears throat> I'd like to do my impression of Anton. Some of you may have just met Anton. Here he goes. Oh, hello. English is my third language, and I have just wandered into this strange spot in search of a philosophical discussion about money. I wonder if I could have that here with you. It, it, it is the merry prankster brings out the merry prankster. And I freaking love that. Dustin Jones, good to see you, my friend. Uh, making sure everything's good. Christopher's here. Uh, Nancy B. Hello, Nancy B. Uh, guys. <clears throat> guys. Girls. Ladies. Men. There's at least one pig listening. Uh, cats. I don't spend a lot of time talking to you. Tell BB I said hi. I miss that guy. Man, I miss that cat. He was so... He still is. You guys know him. Yeah. He's that one. Man, that cat was great. Um, guys, I gotta... Hey, there's Jason Martinez. Hey, buddy. Um, make sure you're getting your invites to Airship. Uh, I really need to install this concept of... Hello, Susan Blaze. Of, uh, there's Raina. Of, of, uh, of, of what Potlatch is. And Anton, uh, I, 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 if you're listening... And, and I know this is your third language, so... Uh, it's amazing how eloquent you are, by the way. Seriously, the enthusiasm that you have for a tertiarily, secondarily tertiarily language is truly stunning. And uh, I, I hope that you come to Airship because I think this is a fabulous topic. In fact, the 40% uh, rule is uh, part of your endocannabinoidal system. Uh, I'm going to say cannabinoidal a cannabinoid system. I, I, I want to say cannabinoidal because it implies that it's a bridge, but but Google keeps saying, James, there's no such thing as endocannabinoidal. And I'm just like, dude, you know what I mean. And he's like, I know what you mean, but no one else will. And, that, and that's going on. So I don't think, uh, hey, uh, awesome work. Thank you. It's finally caught up. Good. And I'm glad you caught it. And there's Adrian. And, and I'm, I want you to know that uh, uh, I'm not... Uh, I don't know if I'm going to be playing your repeat today. I might. I might. Depends. Right? Right? I've got it triggered up here. I've got it. I've got it triggered up right here. Look at this guy. Uh, built her whole campaign. Seriously, the whole Reagan campaign Look was on this idea. Look at this guy. And it wasn't just... Uh... Yeah, it's a good episode. It really is. Today's episode 420. Some of you don't know... Uh, I believe that that the 420 com there's actually several different I know that it comes in several different ways I happen to only remember one of them right now but I believe 420 is actually the police handle for possession and so if you are possessed you are a 420 and to be possessed this is the beauty of the devil's weed my friend this is the beauty of this entire subject and I don't know how I'm going to what I'd love to do is download uh, episode one, which episode was it? It's in the comments. It's 188. Maybe it's 188. 
Twilight Mist, I've got it. I was actually trying to bring you up as soon as... Oh. Man, I wish my piano was hooked up. Twilight Mist needs their own song right now. You guys... I did not know that Twilight Mist has a YouTube channel. Did you know that? I have never, ever seen her mention a peep about it. Maybe maybe she does, and I don't see it. And so if you guys are like, oh, my gosh, she never shuts up about it, I've missed all of those. So, you know, I know that chat has its own little thing, but I've never, ever seen her mention that. This, this soul is poignant, conscious, present, uh, really, really really stunning actually you're looking at her just like damn it's she i i think you should go subscribe to her right now i really do don't don't actually leave the channel okay look i need you to right click all right look i want to help i want to help spread the spread the spread the pollen here but you know what actually go ahead if you need to leave this go ahead that's cool yeah she she earned it she earned it yeah but anyway, Twilight Mist, uh, good luck uh, with your channel. Um, I, I'm, not, I'm not even saying you need it. I just didn't know. A lot of you have channels, and I don't know these things, and I feel bad, so let me know. And if, uh, and if you were to, to come uh, to Airship, I actually would know these things. Um, in fact, uh, Dylan dropped a new uh, album, or new, a new song. Uh, posted. Oh my God, Sterling Lee's in the house. Hats uh, up, buddy. Good to see you. Good to see you. Everyone... Let's have a drink for Sterling Lee, please. Hello, James. Hello, Mo. So, if you want to learn about when we did episode 188, is that am I, am I right? I should at least get it right. Can someone read the description and type what episode it was that I'm claiming that this is a repeat of because it's not? Hey, Ty Scott, this is not a repeat. This is this is not a repeat. This is an inception of one at all, right? That practice any kind of medicine. It wasn't funneled through. This is weird, right? The Rockefeller program. Eustace. And by that point, it was a Eustace. Eustace Mullins, one of my greatest heroes. Uh, right now, if you were to go to Wikipedia, you would read that Eustace Mullins is uh, an anti-Semitic, uh, evil uh, uh, subverter of the communist uh, plot. And then when you actually read his work, he's like, so. Uh, Here's the history of, uh, of uh, petroleum uh, in the historical context of the medical industry. <laughs> and you're reading it, and it's like, yeah, but, but Eustace, where's the, where's the Hitler plot stuff? And he's like, keep reading, and you keep reading. And he's like, and so basically the Rockefeller Empire was uh, basically built on a monopoly of, of belief technology. And, and, and one thing Eustace does not say, is it 188? 185, thank you, Amanda. I trust Amanda. It, it it could it could come to a crashing halt she, she could she could pull me into the corner and say James we've had a discussion about you and that Anton and I have decided it's time to end you and, and it would be a good end it would thank you Patricia and so yeah 185 the uh, one thing I didn't talk about then because uh, wow you think it's hard to be optimistic now like to spread optimism now with the audience when they're just like chemtrails are objective reality and they're gonna it's just all that it's like hard you know that it's hard it was even harder back then it took a lot of work to get here it took a lot of work that's why I, I really want to push this idea of potlatch I, I need you to understand that 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 there are cells in your body and that that some of those cells are kind of are kind of like yeah. If you come feed me and give me free content and do all this other stuff, then maybe in like eight months, you know, you could like shame the fuck out of me and then maybe I'll secrete some amino acids. That, that, that's, that's a Piscean model. 
and that and that it, it from the outside from the locale reptile it's going to look like oh this is a, a a hurtful transaction because you were giving something that you have to someone else therefore it's negative this is a, a caloric brain equation and when you see someone who feels that way about generosity they're not they're they're not uh, ungenerous they're low calorie and the low calorie is a temporary state the low calorie is not built into the fiber of their personality right if you find someone that that is not generous that doesn't mean they're mean if anything it means that they are asking you for pollination and that the what you would see as selfishness from them is your radar your sonar not separating the branches between compassion and consent you you can compassionate someone and realize the entire time that this person doesn't actually have to cause me pain in order for me to compassionate them it's a very particular kind of posture it's an advanced luxury posture that many people will not have do not have they could have it it's not a hereditary thing. It, actually, a lot of it has to do with what I mean is it's not a secret power. You're not given this by a wizard in the night. I'm sorry. I know some of you are really bummed about that, but it's not going to happen that way. Yes, I do dress up like a wizard at night sometimes. And yes, I have been known to psychically claim that someone now has power they didn't have. But I need you to know that I'm a merry prankster and that that's actually part of the psychosis of my witch doctor, Hayoka clown. And... You're, I've already told you to prune my lips. I've, I tell you that all the time. Prune my lips. This concept of a witch doctor, something we're going to talk about in Monday school, by the way. The witch doctor has no power over you. He has no physical pieces inside you. So everything that you give to the witch doctor is simply your own confidence, your own belief. You bestow to the witch doctor and say, heal me. That's what you say, and that's what you do. And there's a system inside your body. It's just like Amanda. There's a system inside your body that you, that you trust. And the reason why you trust is because it has a certain key. That key has a certain shape. And when your body finds that key, your body opens itself and says, Oh my God, thank you for coming. Thank you for being here. And there's not one single part of that relationship that is usury, that is charity, that is selfishness. All of it is just simply a giving. And there's, there's, a, lot of, there's a lot to talk about here. Because first, some of you may still be in the mindset of plants aren't like living entities. I, I think probably a very small percentage of you might still be there. And when I say you're there... I know that you will publicly say, yes, plants are alive. I know that. But I don't know if you've ever truly acknowledged the name of the wandering Jew on top of the refrigerator. When I say wandering Jew, there's a plant called a wandering Jew. It's, it's, I know that there's a lot of nuance to this show, but this is not one of those nuance moments. And the, the philodendron, how about that? That these plants in your house, they... When I say they have a name, I don't necessarily even mean it's Roger or Doug. Although you'd be surprised how many plants are named Doug. It's like a weird coincidental, I think it's like a scaffolding, but but you fail. I, I know I'm sort of scolding you here. You fail to animize the world around you because a long time ago, genetically, it became 
an advantage to you to stop animizing it. That's, that's what happened. And so the spirit of the river became a bunch of water. The rocks that, the, at the, that, that were inside, that, that, the, the rocks that used to be the bones of the spirit of the river are now rocks. The uh, field of golden barley is just, just barley. It's just wheat. There's no animized relationship with the identity. Why? Because you, in a fit of survival, in a feat of survival, excuse me, you were so clever, you were so successful, that in order to survive, you actually stopped animizing the world around you. And, and, and the entire time, inside your body, there's been this key, this little tiny lock, I should say. And this little tiny lock is a, a lock-picking lawyer. If you look him up, he will tell you that uh, this is a, this is an interesting mechanism. That there's a uh, potassium tumbler, and the potassium tumbler is met with uh, uh, an amino chain that creates a certain shape that that shape actually fits into the receptor. And, and, and if your body finds this key, euphoria releases. Euphoria, euphoria releases from your body, not from the key. The key does not bring euphoria into you. There's not a little truckload of euphoria that comes into your body. That's not what happens at all. The smoke is the witch doctor. And the witch doctor is the only one that was able to give you the voodoo dust by blowing it in your face for you to believe, believe that you are connected. That you are connected to this world. Many of you are, are under the impression that, that I'm simply here to praise and proliferate the wonders of cannabis because of the way I'm starting. And if you can either listen to the last stream, 185, or pay attention to this one, I'm, I'm going to tell you about a relationship, a relationship with a woman. And this woman is this key and, and, and she's a definite woman we can we can prove that I can show you that Carlos Castaneda introduced this word it's perfect word ally and I, I love this ally uh, this word ally because I think Carlos the whole time was understanding that I can't just tell people plants are alive and they'll get it they, they think they get it because they don't want to be caught being the person in the room that doesn't think plants are alive. And so they're like, oh, yeah, sure, I've I got a philodendron at home. And then you're like, what's its name? I, I ask people, I used to ask people that more. It, it literally makes them uncomfortable. And I think they think I'm trying to, like, uh, sort of jab them. And, you know, honestly, I think if you looked at my prawn economy, you'd find that there was some frustration, and I figured this is a great way to put it out. I'm kind of a dick that way. But, but yeah. At a cocktail party, someone's telling you about about their favorite plant, and, and I will I will ask, well, what's his name? And it, it, I, they feel rejection from there because I caught them naked. I saw their butt crack, and I told them about it. Right? 
I didn't just stamp my foot on the un, on the toilet paper that's hanging from their shoe, right? This is not a replete. You guys get it, right? You know not to believe me when I say that. You guys know that, right? Right? Someone someone help out type F transmission, please. Someone someone do that. Someone hook them up. Yeah, I, I don't think you could find a non-wandering Jew. I'll be honest with you. It, it, the tribe of Yasu, of, Sh of Shazu, really was a, we are the tribe of wandering slaves. And when you start to look at the concept, well, wait a minute, how can you be slaves and wandering? Because we keep getting fired by our master. <laughs> and you're just like, why do you keep firing? I don't know. He said something that he thought we were like locusts. It was very insulting. So... So we, we left him, and, and, and yes, and, and anyway, the whole thing starts to unlock. Let's get back to the keys. This is not a replay. I, I could still hit replay. In fact, because I've said it's not a replay, I'll, I'll probably just like, you know. It touches every nervous system. It touches every, every nervous organ, system. Oh, every organ. Every immune system. Every, every immune kind of, system. Yeah, no, it, it, it actually does. It, all of those things are... Uh, uh, the, these key sets, they're the lymphatic system, um, endocrine system, there's circulatory system, the, the, even the nervous system actually, believe it or not, has, has a secretion of sorts if you consider the, uh, the way uh, agency works. But uh, uh, there is a ally in the soil that has the key. Not only does it have the key, but it, it prolifically grows all over the world. <laughs> it's prolifically the most efficient, right, form of fibrous material. The uh, lignin breakdown gives it a structure that makes it perfect for rope and clothing and yada, 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 right? All the other stuff. James, you said you were not going to just say that everything's great about cannabis. And I'm like, I'm trying to get to that. I'm trying to get to that. But you have to understand how generous... She is. And I want you to understand that, that this is the doorway into the animism of this real world. And you do not need to be pro-marijuana. You don't. You don't. In fact, I'll do a pro-alcohol episode. It's just going to be really fucking low-key, you know? It's going to be more like the Jets and the 49ers are playing today. And I'm just going to drink to that. Oh God, the keys in my body have asphyxiated me and they're unlocking my comfort level by stopping the flow of oxygen to my brain. Oh my God, I feel so connected to the world because there's no oxygen in my brain. Versus, hey, your toes, they're actually connected to the grass. Did you know that? And you're like, oh my God, you're right. Holy shit. Why are my toes connected to the grass? And when you don't want to feel connected, you're going to say it's the drug, it's the drug. And when you're afraid of being connected, you're going to invent something called government. And you're going to have government put out films, literal propaganda films, insisting that this is the devil's weed. And the reason why it's the devil's weed is because the entity is tangible. You can, you can feel her. It changes the room. It changes the entire room. And this is the Castaneda ally. It's an ally. And what is an ally but a temporary contractual friend? And I would like for you to consider that even your definition of friendship has probably had this same kind of Care Bear gloss, gloss over it as, as, as you, you and me looking honestly at ourselves in the mirror and saying, hey, my plant doesn't actually have a name. And I, how should I apologize to it that I'm going to go home today 
And for the very first time, we didn't have a conversation with that little guy. And you start, why do you give it a name? Because that's the key. Your, your words, <laughs> your words go into the pores of the plant and uplift it. And that you learn this skill from the mistress of cannabis. You learned it from her. You learned this new way. It's not a Piscean way where if you come worship me, then I will release a key unto you and I am the key master and you are the gatekeeper. And that whole concept, man, is, is, is a very, very important part of a low-calorie aperture. It makes sense. But that there's a different engine out there. It's the Aquarian engine. And the Aquarian engine is I give and know and know that, that, that my giving is enough. This is hard. This is a very difficult engine. I'm going through this personally, by the way. James Drew is Illuminati confirmed. We set a goal this week. We were like, you know, we've been giving you these keys now for 420 episodes. And we're going to have to stop the ally arrangement because we're not able to go on anymore. Our cells are dying. And what did you say? You said, no, 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 no. I like this. This is a good arrangement. And my reply is, thank you. Because the 420 episodes that have been put out have been me liking the arrangement too. And that by me, by me asking you to join and help me confirm Illuminati 33, I, I, I'm not actually saying you owe me for those. I'm saying, hey, if you want me to continue... You could potlatch me too. And I want you to notice that the 420 episodes that I was giving you, that I should say we were giving you, excuse me, tribe of patrons, excuse me, but those episodes that we were giving you the entire time were meant in this same allied, generous way. This is not unconditional love. There's no such thing as unconditional love. Unconditional love is for slaves and for people that believe in apathy. And your child is your slave. This, he's learning the first G of love. That first G of love is love is parasite, love is slave. All these things make sense, which is why slavery is not a bad word. It's not a bad word. It's your embarrassment is bad. It's the same way with the embarrassment of the lack of the houseplant. So many of these things that well, the second we connect, the second that those locks are turned, that those tumblers are turned, the first thing that the low-calorie mind will have no choice but to feel is a lot, a lot of shame and guilt. And that that shame and that guilt is part of what kept your butt crack exposed for so long. And that that would make sense that there would need to be an initial recovery from that embarrassment. And that recovery is an electronic transaction, electronic. I'm saying electronic because the circuits of these things have a method that is absolutely reliable inside your body. You know how your body works. You understand it more than anything else. And there's something else outside of the world that understands your body more than you did before you animized cannabis. Because when you smoke cannabis, you animize cannabis. And she is so potent that the moment you turn her into voodoo dust, she begins her work and she turns those tumblers. It's a lot like the chiropractor 
It's a lot like the uh, idea that you could suspend yourself in a vitreous conscious liquid and that this, the suspension of that would cause enough space between all of your vertebrae that for a moment in time you would see the colors of the world. Has that ever happened to any of you here? It's happened to me. I was in an apartment in Kansas City. I was sitting in a circle with friends. I will say that I was directly above where this really powerful uh, uh, witch below me would do work. I, I, I like to say that I uh, <clears throat> the training wheels were below me and so it helped. But there was a moment when it felt like I accidentally put my spine into alignment. <laughs> you, 33, you have 33 frets on your guitar, right? And all 33 of those frets have to be turned. The peg has to be turned in exactly the right way. And if you hit them all in the right way, harmonically, it's fucking impossible to make around a bad note. It's impossible. It's like playing a chromatic, uh, it's like playing a, a harmonica in the key of G. It's all the flutes are already lined up. All, all the holes are already lined up. You can literally blow or suck any of these holes and you're going to be fine as long as the piano is in G. And that sometimes neophytes like myself can accidentally place their spine in absolute perfect alignment. And it was bliss when I was having this experience. I was experiencing bliss. We was just friends. We were talking. There's definitely a lot of bliss in the room. And suddenly I could not see anything around me. I don't tell the story because in person I don't get enough feedback as I believe you, for me to keep going. And I've learned that I, I love to honor the sacredness of this moment. And it's almost impossible to tell a story like this without it turning into a low-calorie shaman-off challenge, right? Where English is my fourth language. Oh, English is my fifth language. And that you, you enter into this contest because you're not actually able to find the ally inside. It's, it's, a, lot like, it's a lot like giving to the channel. Someone would see, well, you're giving to the channel, therefore you're suffering loss. And they don't understand that, dude, you don't know how potlatch works. You don't actually know <laughs> how the energy of exchange works. That, that you're out there insisting that every flower should never, ever be seen until it's paid first. That nature should work in a way where the, the most beautiful potential mates should, should always be under cloak and guard. That the hijab is something that that all of nature must employ not the opposite and it's this orthodox hatred of having to trust in a system that connects you to the world and that ultimately is what potlatch is if you're giving to the show you're supposed to be having an alchemical transaction with yourself and if you feel that the giving to this show is draining you, then the alchemical transaction that you're having to yourself is, I am not worth this. That's what it is, and you should stop. You should stop because you're not able to feel worthy inside this alchemical equation. It's no different than when you sit down at a poker table. And if you're going to play poker with uh, six people and they are millionaires, your Annie is simply going to be completely washed away in the superficiality of how much more they are bringing in. And it becomes unsustainable. It doesn't work. That's why we have a plus one program. It's exactly why. It utilizes the ability for other people inside the tribe 
to feel the essence of that potlatch too. It's an opportunity every morning to do the same thing. And it doesn't matter how you perceive it or what it looks like from the outside because everything that happens on this hermetic journey that we call this show that we do is an internal journey. It has nothing to do with how you might be judging yourself from outside. Before you have allies that connect you to the world, believe it or not, you create an assemblage point outside of yourself and you point it back at you and you live your life from a third person perspective where you're watching what you must look like to others because you are so terrified of your butt crack showing and I respect that you want to fit in and all of your power is leaking all of the doors open you're letting all of the of the heat inside and it scares you in this relationship requires a rigidity and an asphyxiation that only alcohol can provide and the entire time there's this system inside you just waiting for the key and so what's really happening now because truly to understand what cannabis is you're looking at a relationship with yourself you found a witch doctor that will allow you to animize the world without it scaring you and a lot of people get terrified when they smoke herb. In fact, you know a lot about someone's psyche simply by watching how they behave under cannabis because you're watching a trauma shaman try and emerge from a desolate isolation on a lonely island. And this wasn't even a... Uh, a <clears throat> this wasn't even an act of being marooned. That the truth is, it was a triumph that you were able to even become an island. <laughs> and the only way you could become an island enough to where you could even feel desolate is by having enough food, clothing, shelter, having enough locale, Piscean ability to survive, that you became that island. And the first luxury that you afforded yourself on that island is feeling alone. It was the first luxury you had. It's the first one. Luxury of feeling alone. It's a luxury. You're like, God. I must be doing so well. Why? Because I'm feeling alone. I've been living in this jungle world the whole time where I'm like, there are things around me. There are things around me. There are things around me. If I can climb high enough to the top of that mountain, I will be alone. If I can hide inside the trunk of this tree, I will be alone. If I can wrap my body in mud and build a stick fort and market it on YouTube and then only then would I not be uh, uh, actually making something that's causing harm because then the monetization would somehow be morally correct that all those things would allow me to be more alone to be more alone to be more alone and then someone says hey man do you want to smoke this and you do and you're you're reminded that you're connected to everything you're connected to it all and the very thing that was terrifying you you now have the luxury to to step away from, to third-person camera yourself. That, do you know how many calories it took for you to become a third-person camera of yourself? That is a serious psychic witch doctor. You scried yourself from yourself. You understand? Do you know how much respect you, you should have for someone who's able to, like, create some sort of like yeah, image takes of themselves entire system and that that image of themselves is still them but not them but yet it's somehow in something world. else and both of them are that giving you, you wisdom at the same time do you understand how 
how powerful we are becoming as shamanic consciousness right now. Our ability to touch is our ability to recognize the allies in the world. And we only will recognize these allies when we're no longer afraid and frightened from the loss of the luxury of being alone. This is the journey of the majoritarian into the symbiote. That a symbiote requires a certain amount of bravery. Isn't it a bell curve? Because at the beginning during slavery, you, you relied on, on knowing that you were a symbiote to insist, well, everyone should be free. And if I go into a library, all the books are free, correct? And the answer is no, bitch. No, they're not. It, literally, there is a man with a gun that is extracting your calories to give you that free book. So shut the fuck up. It's not free. <laughs> There's nothing free in the world except for lies, except for illusion, and except for everything that you reject. Those are the things that are free. And so where are you going to find? Are you going to look for the piece of corn in the diaper because I think that's the Piscean model that so many raccoons, right? The me that became I, the raccoon in you and me, you, you've been in that diaper too. That that same quest for corn is the symbolic movement of Quetzalcoatl. That movement up where you can afford the luxury of alone. Oh my God, I feel alone. This is the greatest thing ever. And oh my God, I don't like this feeling of alone. Oh my God, I'm fully connected again. That's the bell curve, right? It's a bell curve. And that's the sine wave. But, but, but you're bipolar, they say, right? Because your sine wave's too much. And why is your sine wave too much? Because you have nothing but pure momentum guiding you along the way. There's a lot more data to about tell you that she in this is not going to have you any other way. A lot more data. And one of the most important things that, that I think you need to understand is that something strange happens with cannabis, which is a, a very weird monogamy. In fact, reefer monogamy was the name of that episode. Oh, it's the name of this episode, re-reefer monogamy. And um, the monogamy, I believe, is a symptom of you finally being connected to the environment for the first time. I don't know how permanent it is because we are still learning to animize our allies. And frankly, when you understand where cannabis, if you can geo picture all the cannabis in the world at one time and imagine that being an entity, you can see how this would be so intimidating. I'd like you to imagine what the liver might feel like to be told that it's just a part of something larger. And that all the livering that it's been doing this entire time is just, just one, one tiny piece of something much more colossal. And I'd like you to imagine how healthy that might be or not be for the liver to even be told that. And that, that you could see that there would be a, a period of adjustment maybe where the liver would contemplate the, 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 the essence of, 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 of who it was only to abandon everything that it's ever known and, and, and cling to this gestalt, this higher reef that it's been told surrounds me. The liver's told, what, what do you mean I'm all around me? Well, liver, you are. Liver, you're a, a vital part of something larger. You're living inside that thing just as you are surrounded by 
cannabis. Osirian homunculus earth suggests to you the idea that you are one cell rendering a world rendered based on the calories of your aperture and that therefore every single thing that you see in the world would be the truth in the room and that room would be the liver looking around the cathedrals or as some of you call them rib cage but the rib cathedrals of this world and coming to understand what so many do not which is that you are a vital part of something larger and you you lose yourself in that moment and you start to say really dumb things like ego is bad we should disassociate from all things egoic and, and you lose your heart which is exactly why you clung to the idea that nothing was animized to begin with you knew that you would lose yourself if you did not gain more self-worth so you entered into this island economy in order to build up and uh, petrify yes petrify that that petri petrophytic shell is no more different than the keratin in your fingernails or your hair itself and those harder parts of you are listening just as well and you're not following for the the idea that your pineal is turning into crystal as if it was a bad thing your pineal is a tenderfoot that's learning to walk on the ground and it would make sense that it would crystallize over time because you are a living crystal motherfucker you know that you're a living emanation of a crystal in the center of your head and you're connected to it all through a node system and that node system could not be more obvious than through the ally the welcoming committee of cannabasia She is the realization, not the drug. She is the realization that you are one of all things, that you were a part of it. And alcohol is the deception of that thing to return yourself to a singularity, to the island, to the banishment. And that both those things are necessary for you to survive. You will utilize both of these techniques. And if you do not have the psychic ability to connect yourself through meditating or to isolate yourself through setting boundaries you will rely on Bacchus you will rely on cannabis to help you with those things because you are surrounded by a giant dojo that wants you to learn these techniques on your own and so heroin is senpai right what is heroin but telling you you think you're connected? Because there's something even more connected. And you're terrified because you know you'll lose yourself. And the reason why you'll lose yourself is because you're connected to everything. <laughs> How does a drop of water plunge into an ocean and return? Better question, better question, why? the fuck would it want to why would it want to you could picture this entire place as a sphere of mercury giant liquid mercury suspended in a uh, waters between waters and that you're flicking these mercury from the surface and that the surface tension of that drop shooting up from this 
pool, right, is your identity. It's, it's who you are now and that you're spurting, you're perturbating from the center. And that during that rise in life, you find yourself. And as, as your bell curve returns, you let go of yourself. And this entire timeline is a rhythm and a breathing. And inside that rhythm and that breathing, there is the, an economy of drinking. That there are conditions where your blood is bringing your nutrients, but you're not pulling the sword from the stone. And that the oxygen is coming into your digestive bronchioles, but you are not drinking it. You are not eating it. This idea of how connected or unconnected you are is a function of your calligraphy. There is not a right or wrong. It is a function of your calligraphy. And when you really look at what we might call a sociopath right now, all you're simply seeing is someone that genetically, epigenetically, learned to isolate themselves with enough keratin to where they kind of got themselves into a little, a little funk. And I say funk because a sociopath is miserable. Imagine how miserable it feels to always be walking around thinking people are pretending to feel a certain way. That the agitation that that feels is the loss of electricity that that person is suffering from, from being too alone. And that you can be too alone as much as you can be too connected to things. And you are crucified on this beautiful cross, aren't you? You're crucified here. It's gorgeous. And I love how there's a senpai like cannabis there because, frankly, you really have to lie to yourself to think that this place is all about pain and this place is all about a prison planet. Or, God forbid, <clears throat> that there's this gathering where the lead speaker is telling you that the entire world is a prison planet controlled by reptilians living underground. And that that entire thing that's happening, that that entire uh, event that's happening is supposed to be the champion to end, to end the, the epidemic. And not once is there any kind of respect to the torque, the hermetic torque that's required for you to unleash your placebo. There's not one person talking about that there. It's always either urine or shungite or reptilians or anything else out there. It's not you, though. And those people aren't wrong. Those people have the same fear of being connected that we all do. And maybe they don't even have that fear. I think it's more the appetite of where most people are at. It's the appetite. There's an appetite to believe in deep state because there's an appetite for people not to admit that government could be predator. And since you don't want to admit government could be predator, you're still looking for some sort of way of breathing the truth in the room, and so you have no choice but to eat this tapas called deep state. So I'll do my best to, to be more patient with these people. But I wrote the book Technology of Belief. And I wrote that four years ago, specifically for this time, and I didn't know. I did not know that that's why. But until we really start to apply holistic medicine to our placebo, I think we're simply just moving the snake oil to a different spot. It's just moving the cup to a different place on the table. And the whole time we're wondering, is there a ball under there? Is there a ball under there? Is there a ball under there? And no, there's not. 
There's not. You know why? Because you're pouring all your calories into the game. And the keys are already there. They're right there. They're right here. One of the biggest problems that addicts have is that they think that they're supposed to somehow quench their appetite. And I'm telling you that your appetite is not your appetite. Your appetite is the amount of blood, love, essence, energy, and electricity your circuit requires for you to survive. It is not a uh, hypothetical uh, uh, propensity to be a glutton. You are not a glutton. The addict is not a glutton. The addict is simply more aware of the world and requires more oxygen to render it. And if he doesn't get that, he has no choice but to fluctuate between island connected, island connected, island connected. And this is Alcohol Anonymous. This is Narcotics Anonymous. And none of you are ever going to heal. All you're going to do is pass the time until you play hot potato with the next fucking side. Holy shit, wake up. You're connected to the world. You need to name that fucking plant. You need to understand that you have to overcome the epigenetic fear that was necessary for you to keratin up, to form that outer shell, and survive. And now your body's telling me, guess what? Telling you, guess what? We can't survive this way either. <laughs> it's not going to work, man. The island has run out of limes. And we need limes. That we built this whole Babylon on top of this island because we had a giant bag of limes. And now those limes are gone. We thought we were going to plant limes. We thought it'd be no problem. The limes are not growing here. It's not working. And that illusion is what all of us go through as we leave our cul-de-sac every fucking morning. That's what we go through. It's a beautiful struggle. The struggle is important. This is not. This world is not supposed to work. This world is always supposed to be. Uh huh. You can you can you get a little taller? 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 There's not a Hitlerian conspiracy to tune your instruments to make you feel bad. No. No. The string has more tension. Do you know why it has more tension? Because life is growing. Why is life growing? Because the fifth sun is here. You were the fifth sun. You were emanating. You're perturbing. You're powerful as fuck. And because you're so powerful, it becomes necessary for us to change the very harmony of what a node is. Right? So 440 hertz becomes 432 hertz. Why? The same reason why it was 455 with, uh, I think it was Bach. That, that, that as we go through time from, from classical romantic period until today, even, even what we consider to be harmony, even the golden section itself requires more tension on the bow. And it's no different than your vocal cords. It's no different than, than your muscles. Literally, if you think, guys, every single thing in your body operates on the principle of tension and relaxation, tension and relaxation. Tension and relaxation. You are a rubber band orchestra. And all of this is going to require a symbiotic understanding of how you fit in. I do not think the answer is for everyone to smoke cannabis. I don't. I think it's an ally and it's going to be very easy for it to park you on the side of the road. And you're going to tell yourself, oh, I can just camp here. No one's going to take my RV. It's fine. I'm in Oregon. This is a very liberal place. I'm sure all this will be fine. 
and that there are, are systems out there, the allies that are out there, that, that are simply trying to teach you the lesson of connection. They cannot sit there and hand feed each of us and make sure that each of us has just enough or not enough, that that's not learning at all. That would be destroying this place. So we have this constant pollination test, this constant fertilization test, this constant bravery rewarded with the idea of beauty, that the more brave you feel about your connection to the world, the more naturally you appear to be beautiful. Whether it be your posture, whether it be the glow in your face or your eyes or whatever else it is, or, or the, the subtle way that you relax. It's easy to relax too much. It's easy to not relax enough. You've seen people on both sides, right? So you know there's not a single answer. So is cannabis the answer? Of course not. No, your dilation and your posture is the answer. Um, <clears throat> there's a whole episode here. You can watch that. It. It, it's it's, it's got a whole that. bunch of stuff in there. It's back in the static days. Remember this? The burn. James Tree informed consent is crucial. Not only is it cr crucial, but isn't it funny... Hey, welcome to James to Live. Thanks for being here. Uh, I don't know why my audio is so bad. You guys remember that? You guys, you guys came a long way. If you came all the way back, right? You guys came a long way. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Thanks for, thanks for being here. We have an airship today. I think it's a great opportunity to talk about stuff. Uh, one of which is the. Uh, Illuminati 33. Holy cow, I can't believe you made it. It's so great. Um, there's a lot There's a lot to do, guys. We have Monday School starting Monday. Um, if you're on the patron tier there, that'll get you in for free. If not, we're going to be offering courses for sale, so you could uh, buy those individually. I don't know if I'll have those courses for sale by Monday, so if you want to catch the first course live, you just need to... Uh, to sign up. I think uh, either dojo or money school level will, will get you there. Um, also, there's a plus one program. So it, it actually uh, uh, pretty economical to uh, slide in this tribe that will get you access to the uh, 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 community forums. And then once there, you can work your magic as a pollinator. And I think you'll find that, uh, that someone's out there looking for potlatch, right? Someone's out there looking for a miracle. That's why we started the miracle program, actually. I really want people to understand that there's a new transactional economy to all this. And that when I say new, it's actually ancient. It's been in your body the whole time. The whole time. And this is a deep thought. Deep thought. But I want you to imagine that maybe, just maybe... Just like that poor little liver looking around the Rip Cathedral going, this place is beautiful. That, that just like that, what if generosity was an ally too? Do, do you understand that? That it's one thing for you to understand that people can be allies. That's a little bit easier to understand. You've got a neighbor and he's either going to feed your cat or he isn't. That that ally is tangible. You can see that. You can email him. He's literally got a phone number, right? And that next to that, you have this concept that whether or not your dog is real. And that there are some people out there that are like, dogs don't have souls. Or I totally get why the church thinks that only humans have souls. Or some stupid shit like that. You realize that, okay, here's someone that doesn't actually understand that, that consciousness is all around us. 
and that, that it also is inside dogs too. And you can look at that and go, wow, that's pretty weird, but, but let's not stop there. Because the, the same step, there's another hermetic step. There's another rung of the ladder, and it, it's about recognizing this plant. I think his name's Doug. He came to me in a dream last night. He was all crying. He's like, I knew you knew me, but I didn't know that you wanted to know me. Like, you actually want to know my name. And I just, my name's Doug. Really appreciate you reaching out. Thank you. And that, and that we're not done. Can you see how there's levels there where it becomes easy to understand that human would be conscious being? A little bit harder to understand for some people, which I still think those guys are retarded, but anyway, to understand that like animals are conscious. And then outside of that, there's this other label of plants. And we're not stopping there, buddy. And before we even leave the plants, you're, you're, you're looking at not even the individual plant. You actually understand that actually it's the entire plant is the ally. Just like the river, that's the next step. The next hermetical step is the river. Where you're watching this river and you're putting a cup in it and you're, you're scooping it up and, and you're like, well, th this isn't the river, so it's not alive. That's what we tell ourselves. Right? Oh, don't drink me. Oh, you're drinking me. Hey, this is fun. Hey, it's dark in here. What are you guys doing? My name's Water. Hey, hey Water, good to see you. We got some water over here. When we start to analyze this, what are you doing? You're tripping balls, that's all. You're tripping balls. And you're doing that with full uh, full autonomy, full sovereignty, full symbiotic. Right? And so really all you've done is you've simply left the superficial, I mean, left the tangible layers and, and applied yourself into the superficial. I finally using superficial in a positive way. Oh, taste the rainbow, bitches. I fucking love it. Yes. And that you're finally uh, uh, animizing the superficial layers that you used to think weren't real. And now you're starting to look at rocks and you're like, man, I've had this rock in this house the whole time. I, I told people how, how much it meant to me because I found it on this trail on that special day and it was like really great. And it's been here the whole time on my dashboard and I've never, never actually asked what its name was. And the moment that you laugh and you think that's cute and you think that's funny is, is, is the moment that the key just, just went right in. That that laughter is you realizing, holy shit, James is right. Oh my God, he's right. He's right. It's like he's right and he's right. How is that even possible? Oh, wait, I was going to show you the my video clip. It's kind of like a funny thing on top of me, but for some reason it's gone. Anyway. Um, James is right. And so you're analyzing more and more of the world, and you're going to get terrified of that. You're going to write. You're going to think maybe you're going to have a bad trip, right? You, you might be on that precipice, that that's all part of it, that your animism is that psychedelic episode. What is psychedelic episode? What is it really? And how come when you look up alcohol, it doesn't say the word psychotropic? What, why is that? Understanding your allies is understanding their personalities. Doug has a personality. This rock that you're getting ready to ask its name, he has hopes and dreams just like you do. 
And when you start to understand the power of Rorschach, the power of placebo, you understand how vital this animism is, which is why I'm telling you that Rockefeller, Rockefeller wasn't the one like, I'm going to pull the wool over your eyes. I know that, that we like to say that, and please embrace the idea of, oh, if we could have a central enemy to blame things on, then we could have a festival where we're going to... Uh, remove the deceit of COVID by convincing people that we live on a prison planet with a reptilian lord. God, that makes me so mad. That we start to apply the tools of, of, of the holistic body to understand and look at and see the truth. This entire Maya world is just a psychedelic experience on top of a psychedelic experience and all those psychedelic experiences are is this this thin yoke it's this thin yoke that's meaningless in the sense that no matter how much we touch it it doesn't it doesn't give us stability we realize the only reason why we have this yoke is to stop the waters from letting us return the drop of water returning to the ocean would never ever want to come back never ever and what it brings back is something the entire ocean needs and understands the ocean loves every drop do you understand how passionate it must be to be the ocean and to feel the sensation of rain think about how good that must feel it's it's the most eternal baptism and it's happening most of the planet is that living river of rain and what is that rain it's clean baptized virgin parthenic water it is its own entity and it has so many keys that literally your entire body could not function without them and this is part of the lesson of understanding the symbiosis of who you are, of learning to negotiate that relationship. Yes, the ever-expanding man, exactly, David. The universe is a big bang. And the zygote explodes itself into 30 trillion pieces. Osiris cuts his body into 30 trillion pieces. We uh, have uh, a good bit of content to finish up with Horus. And uh, from last week's episode, uh, Welcome to the Underworld, I highly recommend you guys watch that. There's some deep drops in there. And uh, they'll be coming back up next uh, next time. I was going to do that today, but with it being 420, I really did want to uh, to at least nod... Uh, not in bow to to the subject matter itself. Um, there's an airship today if you'd like to come into that. In fact, uh, um, we'd love to have you. It'd be great. You could watch the uh, Potlatch Energy and experience that. There's also, uh, we're doing a full moon Zoom. First time we're doing that uh, tomorrow. So it's not going to be uh, published on... Uh, thank you, Courtney, for becoming a patron. appreciate that. Thank you, Graham. You... you Man, you guys help so much. Eric, thank you. Eric just went 33. Uh, Kevin Nielsen. Uh, up there pledged too. Guys, thank you very much. I uh, If this alchemical transaction is not doing it for you, you let me know. I, I legit mean that. Come to Airship. Find a way to contact me personally if you prefer. 
But uh, yeah, let's talk about this transactions. Let's talk about the animism of, of what what happens and how this goes. You know, this is a, a tricky posture for me too. Uh, it elevates all of my expectations and all the things that I want to deliver. I want to deliver things that are that are thirty three percent better than they were. Why? Because the uh, amount of symbiotic um, rewards that I'm getting from the environment require me as a symbiote to rise to that occasion. So we're, 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 we're raising each other up. And I know that there may be a day where I might be considering that I don't want to be that high. And you may watch me battle and create excuses as to why that is. And uh, I, I really hope that, uh, that we all learn through my butt crack um, pollinating all of us as I learn to embrace Aquarius too. This is all a, uh, it's an alchemical transaction. I, I think, I think that if I can hold this posture enough and if I can, uh, uh, honestly and authentically, uh, myochondriate, <laughs> like learn to read, read from a larger cell, I, I, I think we'll have a campground soon. I legitimately think that you'll you'll look back at episode 420 and it'll be funny because uh, we'll, we'll forming this this show from a campground and that campground there's just all kinds of alchemical things happening but you guys know it if you've read my book or uh, Six Dragons or if you've been in uh, Airship or God forbid you watched Owen raise all that money for a campground and, and didn't do it. <laughs> these are these are us learning how to uh, create a symbiotic relationship with the world, and it's it's challenging for me. I think the thing that's held me back the most with the success of this channel has been me. It's been me. I think either I've been overwhelmed by the amount of um, of allies that are in all of you, and it scared me I might lose myself, and that I've had to throttle myself back in this delicate balance of learning to manage both those pedals. So thank you for, for teaching me. It's, uh, I'm already satisfied. I, I would love to see uh, where we go. Um, but I've, I was satisfied before this pledge drive. I was satisfied because I, I just have a different symbiotic relationship with, uh, with, with, with what we're making here. So and as long as I can keep the lights on, I'll keep doing it. And uh, guess what? Lights are more expensive now. I paid $278 for a battery a car battery and it was like what the tiniest battery you've ever seen from those little hondas i couldn't believe it i feel like an old man I'm like back in my day which was like three years ago batteries were 79 dollars and yeah they're more expensive now because uh people people are too afraid to to embrace their own currency and so we keep clinging to the petrodollar which makes it easier to keep draining and uh mind control will continue until the sovereignty improves. Am I right? Until the symbiosis improves. Maybe I should say, yeah, taste the rainbow, bitches. Taste and witness the vitriolic rainbow. That's right. I love it. No such thing as unconditional love. Sincerely, James. Yes, that is sincere, JJ Recon. I, I'm literally saying there's no such thing as, as unconditional love, and I want you to uh, actually embrace this as, as one of the most powerful uh, ways of, that we show support in the world. That, that the mother does not actually love the, the child unconditionally. The mother has a cortisol relationship with the child that literally says, if you stick that fucking fork 
in that light socket one more fucking time, I will end you. I will do it. And that that is not an unconditional love relationship. Please consider this because I think it's an important topic. I think that the same people that are insisting that everything should be for free are the same people that are insisting that unconditional love is a real thing. And those people are also insisting that the only way we will ever uh, survive is through a communistic equality. There is not one relationship that you've ever had in the world that has not been on one of five levels of G love. 1G love, 2G love, 3G, 4G, 5G. I'm not going to go over, I could go over the Gs, but I don't know if I have time. There's actually a stream about this very recently where I discussed this. And so, yeah, it's not a con. I'm not trying to spin words or whatever, JJ Recon. I'm saying that when you look at every one of your relationships, you will find a beautiful symbiosis there. And that symbiosis, because you have self-worth, is going to require that you feel the same. And if you don't believe me, I'd love for you not love, this is a strong word because of how painful what I'm getting ready to say. I'd like for you to uh, take a little walk down foster parents row. And that you'll notice that when someone's a foster parent, they're entering into a very specific agreement with, with themselves. And that agreement is, is I believe in unconditional love. And that the foster program is there, the same as the wilderness program. When I entered the wilderness program as a counselor, I believed in unconditional love. And I noticed right away that that was never, ever going to work. That it was going to hurt and destroy everything around me. And that I would not be able to survive. I know this is heavy lift, what I'm saying. Because we've heard this over and over and over again. That it's unconditional love. But when you hear what, what unconditional love means, it really means that you, regardless of what anyone does to you are responsible for giving your most powerful force, witness, and fuel over to them unconditionally with zero questions asked at all times, no matter what. And that's called cuckery. And that by you doing that, you are actually cheapening the love itself and you're turning it into a poison because you're insisting that everyone else should do that too. And that's called draining your battery to make everyone feel low. And that's why it'll never work. The only way you're going to have an alchemical transaction with someone that you truly love is to never, ever, ever give more than, say, 40%. It doesn't have to be 40, of course. But the idea is to understand that 61.8% of myself, I think you should use it there, but it just takes longer to say, so I say 40%, but 61.8% of yourself belongs in yourself. And that's the golden mean, the golden ratio, the golden section and that you, as someone who practices unconditional love, have just now uh, uh, noticed that you have a condition, that your love will only be there as long as you have 61.8% in reserve. And the person who understands that love is a commodity would, would understand that they would need to value their own love. It'd be no different than, than a child who brings a, a, an acorn cap to you and the first time you do that, you, it, the newness, the uniqueness of it has the full currency of that value. It has it all. But now the child's brought you six, seven, eight, nine, ten acorn caps. But you believe in unconditional love. So here you are. You have to pretend and insist that these are the greatest uh, acorn caps that you've ever seen. That seriously, this is just beyond bar. I can't believe what you've done. And that's simply not the case. And you're teaching the child a very important lesson. You're teaching him the value of 
token prana of the meaning of someone's witness and that really the reason why that acorn cap was valuable is because this child had a unique experience a unique experience and the first thing that they thought of when they had that unique experience is they wanted to share it with you and so what you're really loving when you see that is you're loving that they wanted to share with you something that was precious and then the child ruins it <laughs> because he sees oh I can get a pellet and 1G love the parasitic love starts to understand oh I can get a pellet I can get a pellet I can get a pellet and doesn't understand love at all and thank God you're uncon thank God you are not unconditional thank God you have conditional love because you slowly start to remove that pellet from them because you are showing them something deeper you're showing them something more and that's a pellet above a pellet it's a meta pellet right anyway I hope that I hope that makes sense I hope that I hope that helps I don't know how you're feeling there Stupidity is a condition. Yeah, stupidity is a measure of calories, how many calories we have. So I don't even know if it's a condition. It's more of just a fuel, you know. Maybe that's a condition, though. It's fine. How comfortable are you under your skin? You make it easier hard until you understand the totality won't get it. Yeah, David, that's got, that comes back to the... I would argue that, that we would purposely place ourselves in a feeling where we do not feel comfortable in our skin to move ourselves back to the island of isolation, which is uh, a healthy move. It's actually a healthy move. Keep in mind, we live in a culture that claims unconditional love and also claims that if you put a boundary up, you're being selfish because everyone who's good is an empath and everyone who's evil is a narcissist. And that's that's not at all how it works. Some of the deepest cons that have been portrayed on yours truly have been by empaths, not narcissists. That these are the same lessons as the acorn caps, right? With the parasitic love and that you don't have unconditional love because you've already said a narcissist is a demon and I will burn him and I will put him on the torch we will uh, angry villager rah, 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 rah. that's that's not unconditional love either and I wouldn't want it to be you realize what the world would look like if that's all we were doing right I think when you have children, you're you're going into the same kind of uh, lessons. You're learning 1G, 2G, 3G, 4G, 5G love. I don't I don't I don't know if it's accurate to say that the only way to have those lessons is through children. I think that children uh, offer a a very specific kind of vitriol to the lesson of your unconditional love. I think children have more profit than than loss and so if someone's like you don't know real pain until you had kids i would also say well then you you don't really know passion if you have kids and all you can say is you don't really know pain until you have kids it's i'd say you're doing it wrong because really what you would say is is i've never felt more alive than when i have kids and so we're going to have a contest to which one of us feels more alive those who have kids and those who don't i'd say you've already lost <laughs> so you've already lost because there's uh, Janis Joplin will feel uh, a certain amount of life within three minutes that someone else might feel over 17 years. And so there's really no point in even measuring it. In fact, I think when you're measuring it like that, I think you're caught yourself in third person. And so you need to smoke some cannabis. <laughs> I think uh, there's too much alcohol, not enough cannabis. If, if you can't do that yourself is to find a way to feel more connected. 
Because when you're more connected, you understand that that at the playground, there's kids that want to go really high on the swing, and there's kids that want to go really fast around the merry-go-round. But that's not necessarily proof that they're the ones that are having all the fun or that they're the ones that, that understand the playground and what it means. That's not true at all. Some of the greatest memories I have is hanging upside down on the monkey bars and having conversations while the blood is rushing to our head. It's kind of like the opposite of alcohol. Maybe it's the same. I don't know. You tell me. So, uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's close it out. Um, there's a telegram group there. Yeah. And, uh, special shout out to John. I'm not saying you're listening, but, uh, sending you love my buddy. Sending you love my friend. Everybody, uh, enjoy the full moon tomorrow night. James is telling it like it is. Authentic, heartfelt intention trumps words every time. Intention by itself without hearted engagement is not as powerful. Have a heart, guys. Thank you, David. In fact, I, I didn't have a lot of heart. I was just reading your words. Sorry, David. I could have read that with more gusto. But that's why we like to airship, so I can actually hear you instead of read you. Does that make sense? Did that and took a rock hard blow. Yep. All right, guys. Uh, thank you much. Have a great day. Thank you for being here. I didn't play the episode. So you prune my lips. I tell you this all the time, you know? I think I'm, I'm like, hey, guys, I think I'm going to play a repeat. I don't want you to be all expecting me to do a, an episode and it not happen. And, and here I am. You can't trust me. You know why? Because you don't have unconditional love for me. You can't do that. It'd be insane. You don't want to do that. Thank you, Amel. Good to see you. Uh, orchestra! Uh, right back at you. Spinning around and around. And, yeah, come to Airship. I'll stop reading. Come to Airship. Come to Airship. You should come to Airship. <laughs> Someone just called me a liar. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much.
Alright, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna try this again. I think you can hear me. This is, uh, this is kind of important, the whole airship invite. Um, so what I mean is, is that it's one thing for you to understand the, the lesson of being able to give potlatch, right? Being able to say, hey, I have a plus one. But I also want you guys to look at this from the other side, that if you want to join and participate in this ritual that we're doing, the, the airship stuff, um, we, 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 we're asking for a dollar a day. We, we want you to take it seriously, that's all. We want you to alchemically invest in it. If you're at a level where a where dollar a day is not is not enough, you can't do that for a month or two or three months or whatever, you have no business being here. In fact, I don't know if you should be watching the show. You can. You're welcome to it. But I don't actually think that I have a symbiotic relationship with you, nor do I think that you're alchemically actually going to gain anything from it. Because if you're at that level where a dollar a day would be something that, that would not be something that you're capable or would think would, would somehow help you in any way, that's not you're not actually there. You're in that Maslow's pyramid, and, and I want you to to just keep on keeping on. Like, find yourself. Don't find yourself. It doesn't matter. I, I think that there are reasons why you're there, and that those reasons have more to do with your symbiosis with the environment, that you feel comfortable there. One of those ways is to say that everyone's out to scam me, and that if anyone wants a dollar from me, they have to be evil. That's a, a fine, healthy philosophy, depending on your aperture. And I want to talk about the little sliver in between because you as the person that has a scholarship, a plus one for someone else, you are learning the value and essence of your own potlatch. You're learning to give too much or not enough or to the lesson of maybe expecting something in return, not getting it. There's a whole bunch of vitriol to it, but there's a whole other side. This is why I interrupted the song earlier. I think one of the hardest things there is to do is to believe in the world before you have resources to give. And that you who want a plus one to airship, I want you to ask, hey, can I get a, can I come to airship? I want a plus one. I want you to ask because there's an alchemical journey for you too. Because when you ask in a community that has abundance, and our community has abundance, you are fulfilling a symbiotic transaction with someone who wants to give potlatch to you. And so you are bringing something to the table too. You are bringing the need to connect to someone who has a need to help someone who wants to connect. It's an Aquarian symbiotic model that will never ever fit in the sovereign lessons that we were learning before. This is the next hermetic step, which is why you have to Illuminati confirm me. And it's, you know, what's amazing is I told people I'm going to need to be Illuminati confirmed and five days later I was that not once was there any hesitation because we understand what's going on here if you feel this is a scam if you feel this is anything else it's not the right place for you you were learning to build your own uh, immune system and you're learning to doubt your environment and that is healthy as fuck keep doing that most of what we were learning in Dojo was about these very things, about holding boundaries, about building boundaries, the difference between permeable and vulnerable. The thing is, is that the airship, the, the people that, that I work with, we're, we're, just, we're just higher now. We've just climbed more ladders. And so the potlatch becomes a necessary part of what we're doing. It's actually why we built a tribe. We had to build it because it was, you know, there's no other way out there in the world for us to potlatch each other. The 501c3 model is not something that all of us can necessarily connect to. 
I'm literally considering us starting some kind of crazy church cult. Why? Because I, I want it to seem and, and feel weird because I don't want the rewards to be anything from the community, from the outside world that thinks, oh, look how generous that person is. I want it to be a Rosicrucian ritual, an underground hermetic ritual between you and the person who's giving you potlatch or between you and the person whose potlatch you are giving to. This is a different kind of energy where we're learning to animize something as advanced as a rock which means you're going to have to enter into an alchemical relationship with all of us for us to get there. Thank you for listening. Uh, I'll see you in five minutes.